See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, you can currently rent hackers anywhere you can rent movies these days. If it's not an issue for you, then please enjoy. And now, on with the show. Welcome to See It or Screw It. My name's TJ Davis, he, him pronouns, alongside... I am Emily Schick. Pronouns are she and her. Uh, I'm Dan Murphy. Uh, pronouns he, him. I'm Liam Anderson. Pronouns also he, him. Uh, and today's episode is a Teen Bop subtitle. Uh, we watched the 1995 classic Hackers. Uh, hackers is about a group of hackers in New York City that end up getting framed for a potential ecological disaster so that some dillweed can steal a bunch of money. I mean, they're not technically framed. They're threatened to be framed. I mean, like, like he, yeah, he is, that, he that is, gets real fucking weird. Actively, yeah. like, fra- yeah. trying to frame them. But, yeah. you know, not actually doing the heavy lifting himself. Uh, the Plague, played by Fisher Stevens. Uh, in a not racist role, so fantastic for that. Because, like, I, I grew up watching like the Short Circuit movies, and holy shit, is his character like really <laughs> fucking racist? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he even feels bad about that now. Oh though, yeah, so. no, I'm, I'm glad that he feels bad about that now. But it's definitely one of those like, man, yeah. you you could not cast that these days. Um. But we also have Johnny Lee Miller as uh, Zero Cool slash Crash Override, a 20-year-old Angelina Jolie as uh, Acid Burn, and, uh, I don't know, fucking Matthew Lillard, and uh, that that guy from the Marvel one-shot, Item 47. I forget his name, but that's definitely what I know him from. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, really, I think the major stars of this movie are New York City in 1995 and the soundtrack. Well, I mean, I'd say that uh, both Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie do, and Fisher Stevens too, do relatively solid performances considering how kind of underwritten their characters are. Like, I mean, in both, uh, oh my God, both the, Crash the, and Burn are like the, super like, I, I don't know. Like schizophrenic, yeah. like and the, they the yeah. somehow really cobble together. Yeah, they somehow cobble together a coherent character I, out of the fact that they're like in each scene, like they are completely different. They're written completely different ways. Oh yeah, uh, especially it felt like it was written by committees that just didn't talk to each other <laughs> at any given point. Yeah, we got this scene. We got this scene. We're gonna mash them up together. Angelina Jolie is here. Yeah, yeah. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, there's definitely a written by committee. And, and we, to, we've uh, got two shots decision. of boobs in her. So you know, boobs. I'm yelling at us. Yeah, this is very much made for teenage boys of the '90s. Oh, and, also and... Lorraine Bracca as the completely forgettable other woman who's in the movie. Oh, oh yeah, my... Margot, whatever. Yeah. Oh, and Felicity Huffman has a uh, short cameo at the very beginning as young Dade's lawyer. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Oh, and don't forget Mark Anthony. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about Mark Anthony. That's <laughs> one of the FBI. And Gillette, yeah. And Pendulette. Like, honestly, yep. this movie has such a weird fucking cast that yeah. why are we still talking about all these people? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is like I said, like, for some bizarre reason, I actually think that, at, like, there is some talent in this movie. It's just not oh, yeah. with the script. No. Yeah. I mean, honestly, one of the things that I really do like about it, you know, outside of soundtrack, because, come on, it's got, like, Underworld, Orbital, Prodigy, uh, Stereo MCs. Like, it's got some solid fucking shit. And a cameo from the Stereo MCs when they go to Razor and Blades Club. Uh, But, like, I honestly really like the direction. Like, it feels very mid-90s, but I think that the director does some interesting shot choices like uh the grand central station uh yeah. scene with like yes. a spinning phone boost like oh that's yeah. pretty cool it feels sort of proto y2k yeah. when like technology was still kind of exciting mm-hmm. and not just like us jerking off on twitter uh, like no, in a way that I, in a way that i really liked in a way that like the matrix was sort of a like the first real downer about technology mm-hmm. not the first not the first one obviously but it's like sort of a fun, goofy, like mid '90s. Like, look what the hacking at least is so cool. Yeah. Uh, before everything went to shit. Well, yeah. I mean, and it's also like at the, this is like a decade after Terminator, so I mean, like there's still that like techno fear element to this, but it's just like like all the people who are afraid of technology are old, and like young people think technology is cool, and this is kind of like one of the earlier movies to kind of take that tact to an extent. But I agree with the direction. Like, I think it's very kinetic even though some of their techniques the fact that the phone phone booth spin rather than than having the camera rotate around them is kind of a very odd decision but like whatever but it's neat as hell to yeah Yeah. it's neat as hell to look at uh i mean honestly like this has remained one of my favorite movies of all time my entire life like i i don't know that this like was influential in a number of ways i mean it's part of how i got into like deep into electronic music it's part of like how i realized that like i might sometimes be attracted to women because it was like holy crap angelina jolie is hot wait um and you know it's just like it was it was kind of neat seeing like kids who were kind of ostensibly outsiders who you know found a group and like were portrayed in a really cool manner and it's like hey maybe i'm not a complete loser yeah i kind of wish that i kind of wish there was you know more women characters in the movie with like something to do but outside of that i think that like our core group of people is especially for 1995 fairly diverse yeah I mean, you've got like, at the, yeah. well, here, go ahead, Dan. No, no, I mean, I, I just think that, at the, like, it's diverse, but there's this weird thing of, like, the film never is sure if they're, like, friends or they're people that just keep on crossing paths. And that's why, like, it's weird just, like, sounding boards. Yeah like, yeah. like, it's just, like, kind of like they're constantly, like, like, ragging on each other in ways that it's just, like, you can tell that, like, Joey's, like, super uncomfortable and, like, everyone kind of hates him. And he's like, come on, guys, like me! And it's just, like... <laughs> like they're, and, and the, like, the same thing is, like, especially with um, fucking Dade, like, like, the way that they treat him is just, like, 
so inconsistent in terms of like like oh he's a total loser we gotta leave him stranded on the roof oh no he's totally cool we should hang out with him and it's just like especially like angelina jolie's reaction to him just kind of like goes back and forth in really severe ways that's just like who is like why are they hanging out with her why is she hanging out with them and like why are any of them hanging out with each other like at all and it's yeah. just like well because they have to the film functions like a weird way. freaks and geeks sort of deal yeah yeah, yeah. It, i think i think it's a i actually don't think that it's an entirely unrealistic portrayal of like how friend groups operated at least at that point like i definitely feel like friend groups could be fickle in terms of like you know oh today i like this person today i hate this person and you also have the fact that like there are a lot of friend groups that like you know dematerialize once you leave high school because like you have nothing in common anymore right like you were kind of there together and like you were friends but like it was mostly circumstantial no, I mean, I agree with that. I think, but I don't think that the film establishes that that particularly well. I think one of the big things is like I think that we need some sort of external force that forces them together. I mean, like you know, we need them to have like a breakfast club moment of like you know they're all forced together in detention or something, and to like really kind of unify them because otherwise it's just like like hey, there's this party going on. Maybe you should show up. Oh, you weren't invited to this party. Well, you're here anyway. Oh, like, it's so, like, such a weird... And then the other thing is, the parties they go to are fucking gigantic. And yeah. yet they're, like, treated like they're fucking nerds. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, they, that like, they'd be crashing these parties. They wouldn't be invited to these parties. Like, why don't they establish it that way, you know? Yeah, we get no well, establishment of, like, because really the only thing we need is a scene that establishes that uh, Freak and Kate, or K Freak and Burn are, you know, friends. Because it's Freak right. that ends up inviting Dade to her party where he finds out that your acid burn? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I think I think establishing that relationship and like freak kind of liking to cultivate like these like young nerds or like would add a lot. Like having a backstory to that relationship, I do think would add a lot. Also, like where is freak in the third act? Like what the fuck? <laughs> like he's just in prison. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's just, just in jail. Arrested. He's just in jail. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that like again, I think that they they all came together because of hacking. Like that's how Freak, you know, they established that that's how Freak gets interested in Dade and what his deal is because he oversees him hacking at school. And it's like, uh, yeah. So that's how he gets invited out to that rad looking cyber club. That there are apparently two rad cyber clubs in New York in 1995. <laughs> uh, like, man, it, it's I know as a as a teenager, it was like, where is this shit? <laughs> like, we don't have anything like that in Boston. Like, I don't I, think it's this like, shit that, exists. That rad as hell. No, I'm sure it doesn't exist. But like, man, as a teenager, it was like. Oh, Fuck that yeah, place would be so to cool to go like hang that. out, like yes. rollerblade around yes. and play games no, on it's, the big it's screen. The, it, like, yeah, it's it's the fucking ninja hideout in, in yeah. Ninja Turtles or like the house in Blank Check. It's like these places don't exist. This isn't real. This is like like a like this is like like they're trying like the filmmakers are like thinking of the like coke parties that they go to and it's just like what's a teenage version of this look like <laughs> like not quite getting it like, like and that and i mean like that's the other thing is i just feel like one of the other big elements is like yeah okay so freak sees is 
Dade hacking, and he's like, I'm going to invite this kid over to things. But, like, I, and then, like, for most of the film, Dade's like, like yeah, I'm going to use this name so no one knows who I am. And it's just, like, I, the, like, his whole backstory is just, like, constantly fighting him the entire time because it's just, like, he's the best hacker ever, but he has to be anonymous. But he's the best hacker ever. And it's just, like... <laughs> I mean, he's also not the best hacker ever because he gets booted from OTV by Acid Burn, like towards the beginning. But oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. but uh, yeah, I also, but I mean, like, again, I'm not that's sure that that where I really you not the best hacker ever. That's another thing that I really like about the editing, though. Is he also like, hadn't used a computer in seven years? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I like the um, like inner like inner cuts from other media's to help explain feelings that people are having specifically Dave. Yeah. Yes. No, I mean, I think the visual representation of hacking is actually fairly decently done because I mean, like a lot of time, I mean, even well, I mean, now it it's just look a lot more typing seriously. Terrible, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. like the, one of the things that's hilarious is how bad typists all the actors oh, are. Like, but, like fucking <laughs> awful. But like now it's just like hacking is just like typing really fast. It's just like, well, that's not, accurate either so like at least this tries to make it visually interesting while no realizing that it's like not actually how it works and then it also has like oh that moment where they're all where they're dropping the different types of viruses on the company <laughs> and then like they have shot. to like like have uh, like like we know what all these are so we're gonna prove that we know what all they <laughs> these are by by describing them in a sentence <laughs> yeah i uh, i know it like i'm i never said that this was like a super good movie or like super intellectual or anything, but my God, is this shit fun? Yeah. Like it, I, it, yes. it's fun. And not like, I'm with you, Emily. I still love the shit out of this movie. And like, that's the thing is I, I don't know if like the facts that I've loved this movie since it came out more or less, uh, and I, I is impacted my ability to, uh, Look at it judge objectively. it objectively yeah. yeah like i i don't think that if there's anything at this point that you could say that would make me go you know maybe i should change my mind about how i feel about this it's like no no i just love this to to the ends of the earth like i yeah yeah if i was like 12 yeah. if i was like a 12 or 13 year old now so born in like 2009 oh <laughs> don't say that <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't think that it would have the same impact as it did on like twelve year old me back when it came out. Well, yeah. I mean, it's very a product of its time. Oh yeah, like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But in a way that I really like, like I, because I feel like especially every fucking movie now is the most like drudging, serious thing. Like I really like this for like that mid nineties, like I said, sort of kitsch, like technology can still be exciting as opposed to so goddamn boring and disappointing and like very dystopian. Oh, but like, that's also the yeah. thing. Like back in 95 hacking was a lot simpler. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. was more like notebooks and, uh, you know, using the human element to get into systems. Instead of, well, I mean, they were, they were you still guys want to talk about the evil mate attack. I mean, the, the, the you have the whole mate, motion. No, no, you, I, I got to ask the evil mate attack. Yeah, the evil mate attack is. Uh, can you still hear me? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The evil mate attack is a uh, is a problem in computer security, where uh, like your evil maid, uh, because she's like someone you trust in your home, has physical access to your device, mm -hmm. and it's a lot easier to hack anything with physical access to a device. It's literally called the evil maid problem. 
I have gotcha. never heard that before, but I like that. I just always think of it as, um, well, I forget what the fuck they actually call it, but problem lies between chair and computer. Pebtech. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, like, actually, even think of something more modern that, you know, shows hacking. Like, Mr. Robot does a pretty good job of showing, like, yeah, a lot of times it, what he's doing to exploit a system is exploiting people. Like, it's still a thing. It's still how it works. Social engineering, baby. I mean, like, he calls, like, you have him call the security guard to get into the TV station at the beginning of the film. And I mean, like, there are certain hacking tricks. Like, I mean, I don't know if the tape recorder thing actually would would work. Uh, I think it was in reference to the Cracker Jack whistles. That used to Um, But yes, it's supposed to be in reference to that. Um, It actually, uh, I think that 9X tried to have portions of this movie censored because they were worried about their system security because it was something that people were doing in the 80s but i mm-hmm. think that they had had a fix by that time yeah 2600 kilohertz or 2600 hertz i forget which one it is mm-hmm. yeah that's how you get the hacker magazine tail <laughs> oh yeah. man i like i i was just thinking that you know that point in the movie where they're like oh man she has a 28.8 kbps <laughs> modem and i'm like <laughs> Fuck, man, I actually remember being excited about shit like yeah. that. Like, oh, I yeah. remember being the first kid I knew to have a 56K modem. Like, Remember when they were measured in bods? Yeah. You guys remember bods? Yeah. <laughs> you remember Alf? Oh. He's back, but in pog form. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and then, you know, and then there's, a, like, the whole fact that, like, Razor and Blade are getting their own TV show or something. Like, that's how popular they've become. Using pirate broadcasts that only extend yeah. as far as New York City, presumably, except for the end where they hack the planet. Right. Which I mean, also kind of rad just... because they were saying, hack yeah. the planet, and they do at the end. And he feels like yeah. God. Like Yeah, they have that are... one cutaway shot to a guy in some European-looking cafe typing, and that's how we know they got the entire planet on board. Oh, no, no. The, there's a <laughs> no, whole, they have a couple the, of There's a whole yeah. sequence oh, yeah. where they uh, activate yeah. Yeah. their hackers around the world. And we, yeah. we get like a Russian, a Brit, an Italian, and Japanese, I think. Yeah, we get Japanese people, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. the Italians yeah. are the most weird because they look like, uh, oh, what the fuck are they? What the fuck are the name of those rappers these days? The Lonely Boys? I would know. I have no idea. No, I, 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 if you um, saw them, you'd know them because they no, look stupid. I know, what you, I know who you're talking about. Where they have like the hair bunched and it's just like a bunch yeah. of straight ponytails sticking out of their head so it almost looks like they got electrocuted. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. The, 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 the Italian chick has spikes. Oh yeah. Her oh, yeah. hair yeah. spiked all over. Um. Uh-huh. As a person who personally tried to do that in the 90s and failed because I didn't realize that I was supposed to use fucking glue to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I I can I can tell you that that was definitely a thing. I like it, was it does a, not it's work that weird, well when yeah, you're trying to do it without glue. <laughs> it's also like if you're doing that, like how are you going to have time to learn how to hack? <laughs> I guess it's just stuck sitting there. And Maybe you put the laptop in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> just trying to like smear got to be glued <laughs> through your through your hair. You sit and do the typing while somebody else does your hair. Boom. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess yeah. I guess that's the explanation. Or you've uh, already still. learned how to do both, and you can you know you you can do the the hair thing much more quickly. Like, yeah. 
I, I also think that like a lot of times when people do that sort of shit to their hair, they don't wash it every day. But like, oh, you can't. But like if you're but looking at her hair, I mean, it's spiked all over. It's like, what do you do? Sleep on your fucking face? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's a hairstyle that to me says you have to do it every morning or at least do like do it up and do it down. I mean, it's like, I, mm-hmm. you know, mohawks are always like a pain in the ass to anyone. Everyone I've ever talked to who has like a significant mohawk. It's, it's just like, yeah, like it's cool to wear it out to the club and do it out and stuff. But it's just like during the rest of the week i just kind of don't do anything with it and it's kind of a pain in the ass so yeah it's kind of like when i used to wax my mustache not quite the same level but you know i i would do it if i'm going out or when i used to do it like every day so happy i I used to have a mohawk and it took me 45 minutes to get ready in the morning god damn yeah no (laughs) i yeah i had a friend who who was it is exhausting yeah, I had a friend who was like gonna be part of like some reality TV show, and it's just like and he had a mohawk, and and, they, and he was like, "Well, I can spend an hour doing it up every day when they want me, want to film because they need because it needs to look consistent on camera, or I can just shave it all off." So he shaved it all off. That <laughs> yeah. sounds like the easier option. Yeah, I was gonna say at least with a mohawk, I mean, if your sides are shaved, you could theoretically sleep on your side and not fuck your hair up too much. Uh, the gel's still gonna get kind of fucked up, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I was just yes. thinking, like, how did Wayne Static used to sleep if he didn't wash his hair every day? Because uh, he didn't wash his hair every day. There's your answer. <laughs> yeah, but he still had like two feet of hair above his head. Did he like have a king size bed and just sleep diagonally, like President Lincoln's deathbed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, or you, you just, just flip. Well, you put your head at the foot of the bed. You just put special yeah. headgear on yourself when you go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is my bed helmet. <laughs> and, and That's you, it. And you like get yourself one of those shirts that like you know you sew tennis balls to the back of or some shit, so you don't like roll over <laughs> onto your back. <laughs> All right, uh, I want to talk for a minute about how much of a character 1995 New York City is in this, because I kind of fucking love how much you can tell that this movie was like actually filmed in New York. And not just that, but especially the shot where they're filming, is it the Chrysler building? Uh, Empire State, Empire maybe? Empire State, where they're filming, like, from above the top deck of that is, like, pretty rad. Because you can tell that yeah. that's not, like, green screen matte painting. Like, that is done practically with them shooting from that vantage point and you don't fucking get that these days i think (laughs) no i mean there's a lot like this movie is shot like a music video um especially like a 90s music video which i think gives it a lot of kinetic energy which is a lot of fun um and it also just kind of like like there's a lot of like this shot is going to be super expensive but we don't care it looks cool which like you see less and less of now there is a lot more of like like this has to be significant to the movie for us to get this super expensive shot. I mean, like some of these shots still... are expensive and like I I mean like the whole traffic jam sequence. Like oh, yeah, what no, the hell was that? Like that really expensive. does next to nothing for the plot and is super expensive. But it looks really so, cool. <laughs> it but does it looks look really cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, but the only like, movies these days that I can think of that do like set pieces like that where they do it practically are like the Mission Impossible movies or anything yep. Christopher Nolan is filming. Well, yeah, and then there's a lot of, like, I just having someone as, sa- as insane as Tom Cruise being like, I want to do my own fucking stupid-ass stunt, and, like, I, like, I don't care how much it costs. This is some bullshit that I want to do. And it's just like, okay. And it, look, and it does look rad. So, like, 
you know, the fact that Tom Cruise is kind of a douchebag, not notwithstanding, but oh, shitty know. person, but I, I still yeah. really enjoy him as an actor. Yeah, yeah, he's he's. I mean, the guy is psychotic, but like he's clearly devoted to his craft. Which, and Scientology. And Scientology and all sorts of unspeakable evil things, I just assume. <laughs> yep. I I've always assumed that Tom Cruise's problem is that he does just doesn't have an identity outside of, you know, the the, the stuff the work or and or now Scientology. Like Scientology gave him like a, a way to, you know, See, have an identity outside of work. Yes. I think that, that is a large part of it. And a large part of how Scientology ends up roping in more famous yeah. people because they like Everybody just wants to belong somewhere. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. For a long time, I think Scientology was targeting closeted actors who were worried about exposure. Um, and, you know, Tom Cruise potentially falls into that. I think there's a lot of evidence to say that he does. Um, but, like, I do think that the lack of personality is definitely an aspect because we've we've all seen him on top shows. He is bland. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like he's bland in a, in a way to to get people talking about him and very much not get people talking about him at all. Yeah, yeah. Or highly manic. It, it's yeah. it's either yeah. it's either super bland or really fucking manic. Because uh, again, I think we all remember him on Oprah. Oh, when he jumping was so on the, the Katie Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. yeah. Yeah. Again, like him as an actor, have no desire to ever know him as a person. <laughs> Ugh, or rather, I enjoy watching his movies. There we go. That that's yeah. probably more accurate. Although I have no yeah, intention but... to see the new Top Gun if it ever comes out. Yeah, Top... I mean, at the same time, like, like going, <laughs> what did the new Top Gun come out? I thought it did. Yeah, I have no idea. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, uh, Maverick. no, no, it got pushed back because of COVID. Mm. Ah, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, going back to the movie, talking about these expensive shots, it's also kind of interesting to look at, because it was very obvious to me, they have like an establishing shot of like the corporate offices, and there's like a person like power running up the escalator, and she's really distracted. I think it was a she. I think Yes, she is really, really distracting. Really distracting. And like, you can tell that like, like had this been like, like they just shot that on the day and whoever was there was there like this wasn't like staged extras as because you wouldn't have that woman there otherwise because she's so annoying but you know so it is just sort of like taking what you have and playing a little bit faster and looser than for a lot of reasons you can't do with film anymore um and some of those are good reasons um uh you know for safety concerns um especially now with covid so um yeah but uh, it is just kind of like this is definitely almost guerrilla style in a lot of the ways this is put together, which probably in turn, like these shots are still pretty expensive, but like save them some money by not quite getting the proper permits, mo most likely. So, um, I mean, I guess they didn't get a lot of the right permits. Like this movie yeah. was, uh, I think the budget was 20 million. And yeah. it, like there are certain shots where you can see that a lot of money went in there. And I think there are other ones they want to get that were largely like, all right, um, we've got a permit from near here. Let's just do this real fast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of like exterior pickup shots that they can get really fast or like, we'll just assume that no one's going to be around. I mean, there is probably like, I feel like they must've had like a, a city block or something locked off at some point. And I'm curious if they kind of, and I, I actually would think that it's very likely 
that they um, kind of split into various units to just sort of maximize their time on that. Like, I think they had like a dedicated unit to um, the special agent Gill of just like, let's get a bunch of his reaction shots of him, like talking to media mm -hmm. and be like dunked on by the hackers. And like, because like his stuff is the least kinetic stuff in the entire film. So I don't think the same director was working with him most of the time. No, like, the, I like, would guess that that was mostly like, that was like all second unit. unit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which actually is effective in terms of like portraying the character. No, it was meant to be portrayed as bland as hell. And, you know, no, it, kind it, of the antithesis of the, of our main characters. It functions. I just feel like he is one of the weakest parts of the film because like his scenes are not kinetic his scenes drag the most of of any of the characters and a lot of the humor doesn't land as well as it really should like you can tell they're going for a joke in a lot of his scenes and it just doesn't quite it's work. almost there yeah. yeah yeah like when he like slams his hand down on the car and the car alarm goes off it's just like that's all that's it's shot as a oneer, which means that they shot it really fast and the joke isn't quite there like so and there are I'm not I'm not sure that's not intentional though like in the sense that like I think that you know it he's he probably thinks he's kind of funny and it's meant the movie's kind of showing you guess what this guy isn't funny he thinks he kind of is No we're supposed or to be like or you're supposed to be laughing at him and You not are supposed with him. to be laughing at him but I'm not I'm just like oh that was a joke <laughs> you know I, it doesn't make me laugh <laughs> Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, I would agree with you. I think that a large part of that is script because I don't think mm -hmm. the majority of the jokes really land in it. Like the, uh, you're zero cool. Yo, I thought you was black. It is also yeah, supposed to be like, a joke. what is that supposed to be? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, the same joke is in fucking Spider-Man. So like, yeah, I, it's, it's a joke. I, I think that the performance is, okay and that's the thing is i think a lot of the performance is like let's make this work as the character instead of necessarily selling the joke um and i think that that works really well for both uh angelina jolie and johnny lee miller of just sort of like yeah this is supposed to be a joke but it's just kind of awkward so we're just gonna let it be awkward and then move on to the next thing mm -hmm. you know <laughs> Right. Um, at the same time, it's like it kind of kills any chemistry because, like, I mean, it just feels like he's harassing her the entire fucking movie. Oh, like, I, especially yeah. from the very beginning of, uh, you know, just the uh, see you later or whatever the fuck he says. Like, there are a lot of quotes in this movie that I love, but. Uh, oh, that's give me time. Is the give one me time. Of. Thank you. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's very. It's very Bill Mosby. It's very 90s. I mean, honestly, like that sort of thing was, I mean, this is actually like one of the less gross ways of portraying like be persistent and you get the girl thing. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. They're, they're definitely way worse offenders than this film. But this film is still does it. Like, I know, but it does it in like, I mean, it, like, but. I'm. I guess I'm. What I'm arguing is like a ton of shit did that. Like that was viewed as like a romantic thing. Like, yes. oh yeah, you know, especially as a teenage girl in the '90s, it was like, oh yeah, if you know, you, you like, if this guy is like harassing you repeatedly, you should give him a shot because it yeah. means they really like you. But you've got to wait yeah. until like the twentieth time they try and hit on you, then it's cute. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's really weird to look at like a lot of our 
romantic like teen rom-com media from, 16 like, candles man yeah, yeah 16 yeah. candles 16 candles is fucked up yeah i mean i guess i'd rather have been a teenage girl in the 90s than the 80s so you know no i mean um, it... pretty in pink as well because in the original script oh, yeah, pretty yeah. in pink she was supposed to end up with ducky but ducky was supposed to be played by robert downey jr not john cryer and that would have worked a lot better. Or am I thinking of Sixteen Candles? No, I'm. Thinking I mean, of it's really easy to complaint the two. I think you are thinking of Sixteen Candles, but it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I have no idea. Yeah, there, there's a lot of John Hughes that I think would be interesting to revisit. But oh man, I don't think a lot of it's aged that well. No. Breakfast Club, with the exception of bringing the guns to school, mostly actually holds up. Mm, mostly. Yeah, there's a little mostly. bit. Yeah, I, I there, think that Home Alone some... might be the one that holds up the best. Uh, well, it doesn't yeah. because uh, cell phones have been invented. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah, um, but yeah, if you like, I mean, it's funny how often you see movies and stuff that are set in like the '80s or '90s purely because they're like, uh, it, this doesn't work at all if we have cell phones, so we have to set it before like cell phones were commonplace. Well, I mean, I just like how pretty much. I mean, like look at the look at the what it, it was a White House down or Olympus has fallen, where or like the, like this White House down, where his phone gets broken in like the first action scene, mm-hmm. so he can never yeah. have, so he can't have a phone yep. for the rest of the movie. Just get rid of it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's what everything these days, it's at least set these days, ends up having to do. Like, any fucking horror movie, you're pretty much solved with a phone call. Yeah, we, oh no, our phone ran out of battery. Oh no, there's no reception here. Like, that happens in almost every movie now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it has to. Which is yeah. Kind of a, yeah. Well, yeah, because if it didn't, then every movie would be like five minutes. Solved. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I'm broke down on the side of the road. Can you come get me? Oh no, there's no signal. I'm going through the hall for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah. Shall we loop back around to uh, hackers? Yeah. Uh, yes. Hackers and the and the, the evil plot that they discuss openly on the company floor. Oh my god! Because apparently the company doesn't have accountants. Because everybody's <laughs> fucking deaf, and you're talking at full volume about your dastardly plans or stealing hey, money. Hey, you guys! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I hate you like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, that that's crazy. a particularly egregious scene. I mean, the other thing is just like I love how the how much. People wear rollerblades and use skateboards throughout the movie. Yes. Like, and that contributes somewhat to the music video feel because, I mean, like people don't, like people like kind of glide around shots because they're on wheels, which gives like, it does give it like this energy, but it's also like really fucking stupid when you stop to think of it. It's just like, it's not like, I don't oh, think that's people how in the they 90s that's how use they shit like that indoors as frequently. Also, like, not as frequently, but Fisher, that's also how they got Fisher Stevens is, like, amazing on a skateboard, apparently, is the other thing. <laughs> like, he can move silently and steal the disc. Stealth board, baby. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But that's probably the how they got... The same technology like, we used to kill Bin Laden. Yeah. Uh, probably how they got, like, a bunch of their more guerrilla shots while they were shooting. Uh, right. Just having, yeah. like, you know, your, your DP with the camera on rollerblades. Yeah, that's probably that's also probably likely that they did have um, the ca- the camera operator on 
on some sort of wheels um, at, at a lot of periods of time. And then the like other instead things, of being like just, in a vehicle, because vehicle would yeah. you'd have to shut down an entire lane so you keep it moving along. Yeah. So if you're going to do yeah. it gorilla style, you just all right, fuck it, rollerblades. Yeah, we're on rollerblades. Yeah. No, that's and then you know, and then also I just love how the cops like always know exactly what room they need to break into. <laughs> yeah. like, they're like, he's upstairs. It's like really. Like, like they they always know exactly where people are. Like they're they're still doing the like Hollywood bullshit of like like do we get the trace? Uh, but they Outside. know exactly which phone that they're using once they actually get the trace. Like, oh man! Also, all the people like doing these hacks from their homes, and it's like you're not even like VPNs aren't even a thing at this time, so yeah. you're going to be caught like immediately. <laughs> Well, I mean, that was the explanation of why they're in Grand Central Station. It's just the film doesn't really outline that pretty well. I mean, they make fun of Joey for hacking from his home. But, like, every... And, you know, all also, of the... Also, hacking, hacking across state lines should be the jurisdiction of the FBI. But yeah. I think they made it Secret Service just so that they could have the shot at the end that is entirely needless because you rest him at the airport instead of on the plane. But yeah, why yeah, service, why is he arrested I think, I think on it's, the plane? I think it's <laughs> they let him board the plane <laughs> just so that they can arrest him on the plane because the Secret Service does have international jurisdiction. Whereas the shouldn't FBI that be the US Marshals? Oh, I mean, it should be the US Marshals. You're the fucking Secret right. Service about that. is just the Secret Service's main goal is to protect us. But I don't I don't know no. who did oh, I don't know say, who yeah, was in charge of cyber crimes at that time. Yeah. yeah, CSI Cyber wasn't a thing yet. Yeah, yeah. not a thing anymore. <laughs> I, I don't re- yeah i don't remember like the secret service is a much bigger thing than just like protecting no the the secret service was created to prevent counterfeiting for, like, they just yeah. yeah they just were created i want to say it what 1865 which just happened to be lincoln ironically. yeah it happened to be when all of a sudden it's like oh yeah the president needs a pretty significant bodyguard detail uh what's the most recent government agency we've created yeah, you guys do it. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, my guess is that like it's entirely possible that the Secret Service was sort of in charge of this sort of shit because it was like at that oh, time they probably new... were. I mean, it's like these newfangled computer things that we don't understand. Just fucking give it to the Secret Service; they'll do it. Well, I mean, also, <laughs> oh, at the at the time, like, and still, like, you know, crimes that were committed via you know hacking would largely be financial crimes. So you know. Like yeah. that, and which I think would probably fall under like fraud. Probably is covered by the Secret Service at least to some extent, because I mean, like yeah, it used to be. Yeah. I know that when yeah. my girlfriend's dad got his identity stolen in like the early nineties. Yeah. Uh, before identity theft was a thing many of us thought about, uh, it was investigated by the Secret Service. Yeah. Not by anyone else. I, I figured it yeah. would have been like the NSA. Well, I don't, the NSA doesn't the NSA do NSA domestic ne- stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I used to know a lot more. Yeah, about I mean, this. like, the Department of Homeland Security didn't exist yet. Until 9 11. I feel right. like that initially absorbed this stuff, but now I do think it has its own sort of dedicated thing. So, whatever. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, it's just so weird how much they go after Special Agent Gill when, like, Fisher Stevens announces himself as the villain so early on, and he's so obviously who they should be targeting instead. But he's a fellow hack. Oh, also, anybody else notice that there is some, like, weird psychic connection that goes on among hackers? 
like um, Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie having like companion dreams, and then oh yeah, they have the force for some reason. And, and yeah. then, but there's also a moment in the um, uh, Meglacore, whatever the fuck the name of the company is, um, Ellingson Mineral Corp. Ellingson Mineral. Thank you, Emily. Where uh, Nikon and the Plague pass by each other and give each other a like almost knowing, wondering look of hacker well i mean in fairness fisher stevens looks like uh you know 45 year old goth kid on a fucking skateboard in the middle of a cube farm so yeah i would assume that that dude does some weird computer shit yeah but like yeah why he well why he'd be looking at nikon makes a little bit less well i mean also it's just like yeah that that matthew willard was able to detect the fucking code that (laughs) dade leaves as he's being arrested it's just like i feel like that should have been layered a little bit better than like like we need to trash everything trash you guys trash 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 (laughs) and it's just like he knows exactly which trash can to go to like i'm sorry grand central probably has at least a hundred trash cans in it like oh my, no, my, only that one actually. I, I was gonna say, <laughs> it's actually, crazy and efficient. <laughs> my guess is that we just didn't see him go through others, but he probably like it's like you rem- you know, and he, he beats he the custodial staff. They, yeah, you no, know, what I'm saying is he knows where they where those. No, I know he does know the general vicinity that they are, but still, so, there's like, gonna be like 50 trash cans in that area. It, well, also, or, no it, one no, saw you, him like tossing the disc either. It's it's like yeah. the whole it's like the whole scene of hey, the are oh. you talking to me like pulling out the three point five floppies and it's like oh man no, I no, know no, that no, you no, want the worst is, cool, is when they're looking for Joey's so disc and and he talk and he meets the guy in central he meets freak in central <laughs> yeah. park whips out the disc and the and the agents are right there and they don't just tackle them like come on yeah <laughs> oh. Right. Just taking photographs, <laughs> like come on. Well, it's. I mean, they, I think that's maybe that's part of why they've been established repeatedly as like totally fucking incompetent, like <laughs> because it's like. I mean, it's, otherwise, it's, it's like Mark that. Anthony. That does not work at all. It's Mark yeah. Anthony. Yeah, Mark... He, he's a musician, not a not a secret service agent. <laughs> And he fits in at some like hacker <laughs> high school party thing. Yeah, that, no, like... that's hilarious, and I completely forgot that he showed up at that party. Well, I mean, all the all these these kids who are supposed to be in high school look like they're in their thirties, so like that helps. <laughs> like, yeah, they all look well... ancient, except for Joey. Joey still's got his baby face, but everyone. Oh, else Joey is, like... is actually sixteen when this yeah. movie is released. Uh, I think okay. the oldest of our main cast was Matthew Lillard at like. 25 27 i'm surprised that that johnny lee miller was younger than matthew lillard but you know he just looks he looks like an old man he does not look 18 i mean in fairness like some of us age faster than others like tell me about it buddy (laughs) i i've looked more or less like this since i was 13 like again, I've been this height since I was thirteen for God, one thing. Height is oh, different. That must than... suck ass. Yeah, it did suck. It, it, mm-hmm. You know how fun it is being like five six, five seven when like all the guys are still five feet tall. Yeah, it works out great. Okay, I'm so I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't make you and that also, height. <laughs> the boobs, the boobs were not fun to deal with at that point either. 
It's like yeah, kids uh, are terrible. As a the human body, the human body is repulsive. As somebody who was once a teenage yeah. boy, teenage boys are especially awful. The worst. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. Reverse yeah. Logan's run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kill all the kids. Let people grow old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, just like freeze them for a while. Actually, I don't know. I feel like you have to go through all of that crap and feel bad about it to like I don't know. Hopefully, come out the other side a better human being. But I, some people just stay there. So I agree. No, let's just get rid of the ones who don't grow up. Guillotine. I agree. I'm yeah. Like. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's all about trebuchets. Come on. Ooh, <laughs> I like the way you think. Yeah, but mine's more efficient. <laughs> yeah, but trebuchets are like, 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 you don't have to worry about cleanup as much. Yeah, just, send a message. Yeah. I, get no, I get it. No, I get it. And that's their problem. It's like yeah. a roller coaster tycoon. The best way to beat your competitors <laughs> is to create a roller coaster that launched a jerk or guests into the other park. So they're responsible for the get- deaths, not you. <laughs> Yeah, that works too. I mean, we can we can all make we can make all these ideas work. I mean, everybody gets to have you know their preferred method of killing the people that need to be gotten rid of allegedly. <laughs> in our glorious future. All right, since we are now talking about the best way to uh, boost your park in Roller Coaster Tycoon <laughs> is via murder. Um, I figured we should uh, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, so we're doing verdicts. Yeah, let's do verdicts. Dan, you start. Uh, I mean, it's pretty close, but I think I gotta go screw it on this. Uh, I, I, mean, I fully expected that from you. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow, what a terrible opinion to have. I mean, that, I that's agree. why I wanted to start off with Dan because this is the one that I, I knew just for like, certain. Narratively, the characters are so inconsistent, and it's just like. The whole time I'm watching this, I'm just like, I could be watching Run, Roll, and Run. It does everything this movie tries to do, but better. So Also, audience, bear in mind, this was Dan's first time ever seeing this movie, where oh, it sounds course. like the rest of us have all seen it before and have some sort of emotional attachment to it, given the time that we initially saw it. I, I wish mean, I were joking. As bad as I expected. I... It's still bad, though. I wish I were joking when I say that I think I've seen this at least 25 times. I've seen it twice. Uh, yeah, no, uh, wholeheartedly see it. Uh, don't listen to Dan. Uh, I hear he smells his own farts uh, in some sort of bizarre bag situation. Uh, yeah, no, fucking see this movie. Fart into a jar. Fart into a jar. There we go. I couldn't think of the word for jar. Uh, I'm kind of tired, so I was just like, bag, that'll do. Fuck it. That's a sentence. He just takes a, he, he has a, like a big ass pickle jar that he's just written fart jar on. <laughs> We're all very worried about him. Get well soon, Dan. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I, everybody knows that the answer for me is see it. Like, again, I have seen this movie probably more than I've seen any other movie on the planet just because. I don't know, man. It like this is it, it to me. It's like it's fun. It doesn't make me think that hard. Like it has, you know, cool like costumes. You know, Angelina Jolie at twenty. Like there's so many awesome things to look at. It's just fun. I don't have to think about it, and like it's comforting. So fucking see it if you haven't. Uh, or see it again if you have. Yeah. Um, my verdict is very similar to Emily's and Leo's of like this. It's not one of my go-to comfort movies, but it's definitely a good comfort movie for me. If I just like want some background noise while I'm doing mm-hmm. something else, it's a great movie now for me for that. But like, 
yeah, I, I've loved this movie for, you know, over 26, maybe 27 years. I forget mm-hmm. when I first, first saw it, but probably home video release. I don't think I saw it in theaters. So yeah, yeah probably same. like 96 is when I first saw it. Yeah. But same. yeah, I, I love the shit out of this movie. Um, it's also a weird time capsule of how people in the 90s saw teenagers in the technosphere. I don't know. I mean, you get enough of that from the hints of how Lex is handled in Trask Park. <laughs> like... Yeah. She's the loser. I'm not a loser. I'm a hacker. Um... <laughs> I think it's a more accurate depiction. At the same time, the way that they depict hacking is the dumbest thing ever. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the slowest fucking thing scrolling across. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie, like, again, as a teenage girl watching this movie, it was like, a lot of how I did my makeup for a long time and how I still do it is, like, partially based on Angelina Jolie's, like, makeup styling in this. Oh, no, she's super hot. It's just the way they treat her character is really horrible. And, like, it's setting all of the wrong messages, especially considering that their target audience is teenage boys. It's just, like harass and neg the person and then eventually they'll like you so yeah well i mean again like i think that that was as a person you know of the female gender who experienced that shit growing up yeah i i would say that it was not a great message on either end but you know say Whatever. It's not like I can go back and change it. All we can do is do better now. Hopefully, for fuck's sake. Oh, Hackers remake. No, don't don't lay the heaven out of there. Goodbye, goodbye, everybody. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm ending this podcast. I have seized the radio stations. I'm TJ now. Behold your new god. (laughs) Also, those are not the most commonly used passwords. What? Uh, They were. But they were password. Yes, password should have been in there as well. Password should have been password should have been in there too. But like other than password, yeah, love, love, secret, and sex were actually up there in terms of like. Thank God, uh, don't forget about God, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. No, I mean, I, like, yeah, I assume, but like, it's what they are now, which is like password at one, two, three, four, five, six. And, and let me in. Oh. <laughs> That's uh, oh yeah, let me let in me is in. like one of the t- since passphrases yeah, started. Yeah. Every, oh, I like yeah. passphrases so much better than like a million different fucking letters and numbers oh, i'm never gonna remember it's like now give me like i'll just i just my my work thing is just a variation of like different themes on a you know whatever but it's not that hard to remember a fucking sentence no so. correct horse battery staple for those of you that like xkcd <laughs> <laughs> all right before we end and anything anybody wants to pitch uh 10,000 losses. Well, there's your problem. Uh, lions led by doggies. Anything else in the Nate Bethay extended universe? Yay. Yay. Uh, New England beer reviews. Um, come drink beer with us. Come, come listen yeah. to us drink beer. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to be on that this week. Yes. Yay. Well, well, technically you're going to be on it next week for our anniversary show. This oh, okay. week is Roz. I will bet. Uh, I will bet any amount of money that 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 the the next Liam New England beer reviews releases before this does because TJ yeah. wants theme music and we don't have any. Yet, editing so. is hard. Editing's less hard. It's the theme music ah. that like 
we need to, you know, because he and wants to like. I want theme music and I want to make art. I gotcha. To, I need to make the art. Good luck with that. Yeah, oh, uh, I, mean, can, I, I can release wanna... without theme music. I just at least want logo. Yeah, no, no. I, I also think that we want a little bit of a back catalog um, before we actually start releasing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know which order we're going to release these in, but uh, yep. yeah, we can talk about this shit off show. But yeah, we've been Cedar yep. Screw It. Uh, we hope that you like what we do, and you can check us out, I'm sure, by the time this releases, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give us money on Patreon. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm guessing our Patreon is going to be patreon.com backslash S-I-O-S-I, the initials of our show, Cedar Screw It. Well, don't, don't promise anything until we actually have it. <laughs> yes. Not yeah. yet. Don't, don't give money to that unless you know it's us. All right. Uh, anybody with a final word? Bye. Bye. Um, I was going to say uh, spandex. It's a privilege, not a right. Not a right. <laughs> <laughs>